All right, we are so excited today to have the famous, or some might say infamous, Mel and Gertie with us today on the Victory XR podcast webinar interview. I'm Steve Grubbs, the uh, founder of Victory XR and your host today. And uh, let me introduce to you Mel and Gertie, who are former school teachers and who have become some of the best curriculum uh, creators and curriculum product creators in the United States. And uh, I don't know, maybe even international. So we're going to talk with them about um, how they became curriculum creators and then also their foray into augmented reality and virtual reality with uh, yours truly and the team at Victory XR. So uh, Mel and Gertie, thank you. Mel, let's start with you since uh, you are closest to me in this little uh, Zoom bubble. Uh, Hi. Tell me a little bit about your teaching background, and then we'll zip that same question over to Gertie. Okay. Um, well, I wow, it's been a, it's been a while since I've been in the classroom. Uh, I am a biology lover; have been my whole life. Grew up just kind of hanging out in the woods, hiking, camping, doing all kinds of things, and uh, so I studied biology. Uh, went through uh, just a general biology degree. Went back to school. Um, basically because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do in life. I kind of ran the gamut of jobs. I was a mechanic for a while, a record driver. Um, I ran pizza shops. I did all kinds of stuff and uh, wanted to do something a little more meaningful with my life. So um, I went back to school. I got a degree in biology education. And uh, in my student teaching practicum, I met Gretchen, or Gertie, as you like to call her. And uh, kind of the rest is history. We um, forged our way through uh, our classroom with uh, just this crazy curriculum that nobody had seen before and uh, made everything our own. And, and here we are. It's been, I don't know, how long have we been doing this, Gretchen? Uh, 17 years total together, <laughs> I think. I can't remember. So, all right, Gertie, same question over to you. Um, tell me about your teaching background. I went to school for wildlife biology. I originally wanted to become a zoologist um, and change my career path uh, because I enjoyed some of my wildlife biology classes. Um, there was a small group of us that didn't know what to do with our degrees when we were all finished. Um, and my uh, professor uh, told me to get into education. My sister was a fifth grade teacher for about 10 years, uh, and she used to invite me into her classroom uh, when we lived near each other, and I would teach her kids about scuba diving and when I worked at the Raptor Center at Auburn. And uh, I took those moments uh, as something that was really fun, and my sister said, you know what, you really need to go into education. And so immediately following my uh, bachelor's, I went in and got my master's in secondary education science. Uh, and was certified to teach uh, all sciences um, in Alabama. Uh, and then uh, taught one year at uh, a really difficult school, but it really enabled me to grow uh, as a teacher, as a first year teacher. And then uh, took a year off while I was looking for work in Minnesota, um, and then got a chance to uh, work at a really great middle school in Atlanta Public Schools. Uh, 
about five years into that, I got a, or three years into that, I got a student teacher and that was Mel. Uh, and so we together were really able to kind of focus and hone in on our curriculum, which for me at that time was really anything that I could find because teachers were not working collaboratively together. Uh, so having Mel as a co-partner and a co-teacher at that time, I didn't consider her a student teacher so much as a co-teacher. Um, we really just kind of honed in on some activities to do. And then Mel got a job at that same school and we worked together for um, about seven years and about three or four years into um, our teaching together, we started getting nerdy and started selling our curriculum online. And we started focusing um, uh, just on, on really taking our, our materials to a new, a new level for teachers to use uh, on their own without any um, extra direction. Uh, from us. So it was really nice. And what was the, uh, so I, I think it's what, teachers, helping teachers, was, is that the platform that you're on? Pay teachers. Teachers pay teachers, got is that teacherspayteachers.com? Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And so they go, teachers, if they see this and they want to find some of your products to go on there, they type that in and search for Mel and Gertie or Getting Nerdy or either one. I guess they could search for either one. Okay, and, and what was the first product that you created that you put on there that just really took off and you said, what? I'll let, I'll let Gretchen tell you this story because it's kind of funny. Anyway, um, so I posted a, uh, a product uh, having forgotten that I did so, um, and it was a classification puzzle that um, Mel had created and uh, I posted it on the internet and posted it on Teachers Pay Teachers, forgot about it for about six months. And then Mel's mother-in-law said, hey, you guys ever heard of the million dollar teacher that um, you know, posts her lessons online? You guys should do this. And so we went onto the platform and I went, oh my gosh, I forgot, I made an account and I posted one of our products on there and it's free. Your first product on Teachers Pay Teachers always has to be free. And so we looked into some of the data and it had been downloaded like 5,000 times. And that was just a free product. So we were super excited by that idea. And then from there, we started posting our human body unit. And that was our very first unit that we, well, we revamped the puzzle. <laughs> that was not that great. And then we put the, uh, we put the human body unit up on the internet and uh, things really just took off from there. We started with PowerPoints and handouts because that for us was that visual piece and, and we really simplified our lessons, making them easy to disseminate the material to students and for teachers to elaborate where necessary and had fill in the blank notes. And it just got, you know, really started getting some traction and selling really well. And so we just took all of our lessons and, and used that same format. Wow, that's awesome. And, and so eventually you moved to frogs. <laughs> We have always done frogs. We've all, always dissected frogs in the classroom and, and done different dissections. Um, there was a, a, a paper, or not a paper model, but a model out there called the frog sandwich, um, which we kind of uh, really liked that idea, but we wanted something that was a little more authentic and that, you know, when students get in the, in the classroom and in a dissection, they, um, they typically like poke around and they, They'll mutilate a specimen because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're looking for. The, the organs are very unfamiliar. And so we wanted to create something that we thought that students would really be able to understand before 
they went in with dissection. And so we, that was our first model um, was the frog. And then after that was the earthworm. And then, uh, and once we posted that, then people were like, wow, these are amazing and we want more. And so now we have, I, I believe 17 different models um, that we create. So they're, they're pretty cool. That's, that's great. And so I, of course, had, had seen, you know, we have an education company, obviously, Victory XR does education in virtual reality and augmented reality. And I had uh, come to know of uh, Mel and Gertie online. I'd seen their products. They were well-received. They were very popular. And so I happened into a, a dinner, an education dinner one night with our friends at Flynn Scientific. And uh, I was introduced to Mel and Gertie. And like any good fanboy, I fawned all over them. And uh, next thing you know, we were working together. And what was our first product that we created together? It was our AR card deck. AR card deck. So first of all, describe to people what AR is, and second of all, what was involved in the card deck that we created with you? Ooh, um, do you want me to answer this question or do you wanna, you wanna go? I'll, I'll go ahead and go. So uh, virtual reality versus augmented reality. Um, virtual is more um, uh, immersive, I guess you could say, because you're in a particular environment and moving around and interacting with pieces. Whereas the augmented allows you to use a simple device like a phone or your iPad to interact with um, playing cards or a workbook um, by, by using kind of like a, a, a reader on your, on your phone um, and can make images come to life and you can manipulate them through your phone um, so you won't necessarily see them in front of you like you would if you had a headset on for virtual reality. Um, and this card deck uh, is on cells and cellular biology um, all of the artwork was done by Mel and then was um, taken and, and turned into um, uh, manipulatives by uh, Victory. Uh, and they did a really great job of making our stuff look 3D and, and amazing. And, um, and yeah, so it's just a nice card deck that you can use for playing cards. Um, it's like a matching game where you can match an organelle with uh, its name and its function. Uh, and then you can also dig deeper and we've got audio that's incorporated with it. Uh, one set of audio is for uh, kind of a, a middle school setting, uh, middle school elementary. And then we've got another set of audio that is a little more in depth for high school students. Um, and so it's just nice and differentiated. Uh, it's great for homeschool, great for in the classroom. And uh, it really took off, we love them. Let me see if I can share a video of that product with people. Be awesome. Okay, can you see that? Yeah. Look at who that is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Gertie. And we're Getting Nerdy. <laughs> Welcome to our augmented reality. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I love it. how light permeates through a window, but rain and bugs stay outside. The window is semi-permeable. So is the cell membrane. 
like to think of the cell membrane as Whip it. Whip it good. That's what a flagella does anyhow. Flagellates, or cells that have one or more flagella, have the ability to move their whip-like organelle. Uh, that's so fun. That is fun. That was fun. So, um, so, so creating our augmented reality product, creating our augmented reality product was great. And one of the things that... Oh, one of the things that I love about it is that uh, it, it's just a standard deck of cards. My dad was a school teacher. Sometimes after school, down in the boiler room, he would play cards with other teachers. And so, uh, so you can learn from these cards. Uh, you can hear Mel and Gertie teach through these cards. And at the same time, you can just play cards if you want. So, so I, that, that's pretty cool. And, and we had so much fun working on that pro project that we then decided to take Mel and Gertie and to make them virtual reality characters and create their own virtual reality experience. Mel, tell us a little bit about uh, that. Uh, so our virtual reality experience is basically, uh, you have to have a headset to use it, uh, just like Gretchen was talking about before. It's very immersive. Um, and you are going into uh, a gallery walk uh, and walking through and seeing all the organelles that, you that are utilized in the AR deck. You're seeing those. In, the, in a different format, in, a, in an immersive experience where you, you walk through and you can actually tour different wings of cells. Um, so you can go see a prokaryotic cell, you can see all the organelles within there. You can go into the eukaryotic cell uh, wing and see all the organelles that are associated with uh, eukaryotic cells. And then you can uh, learn a little bit about each one. Uh, there's a different audio experience with the, the VR experience. Um, and then you can learn a little bit about how the organelles uh, came to be with a, a fun little video that we created at the beginning and uh, a little bit about the cell theory. And uh, yeah, it's a neat experience. You just walk right through and, and enjoy it. And then there's an assessment at the end. Um, so it's basically like us teaching again all about cell organelles, the different types of cells with an assessment that you can make sure that your students are understanding everything that they're seeing when they go through the experience. Well, I wonder if I could show people that, see if I could pull off two at a time here. Let me, uh, let me try and share my screen one more time so people can get a taste of that. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Mel, and I'm Gertie, and we're getting dirty. why cells are so small? It has to do with surface area. Cells have evolved to an ideal size that maximizes their volume to surface area ratio. All organelles are pretty amazing, but there's something special about the mitochondria and chloroplast, the main organelles essential for powering the cell. Plants and animals on Earth. 
Bacteria have been around for more than 3.5 billion years. The first eukaryotes appeared approximately 1.5 billion years ago. This cell was minding its own business, making its own energy, when bam, it was engulfed by another, larger prokaryotic cell. Which structures help cells move? A. Legs and arms. There we go. You, uh, so you, you have become uh, virtual characters. And, and how was life in the virtual reality world? All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. With us. Uh, it was about like that. <laughs> uh, so what, talk to us a little bit about the value of learning in virtual reality or augmented reality. Obviously, you know, teachers have been teaching for hundreds of years, thousands of years. This is a relatively new technology. What is the value in, in trying this out or implementing it into a classroom? I think, um, and I'll go first and Mel, you can, you can chime in. Um, but I think it is such uncharted territory. We don't know quite how far this, this type of technology can go. Um, it's because we talk about virtual reality being immersive, it's picking up a student and plopping them into a tropical rainforest or allowing them to walk with dinosaurs and explore and really manipulate and, and um, become involved in an environment that they couldn't otherwise. It's taking kids that have never been on an airplane, that have never traveled or left their small city or large city and gone anywhere and allowing them to, to take these virtual field trips um, at very little cost comparatively. Um, and I think right now with uh, just kind of the state of, of the world in, in this pandemic, it's going to possibly just completely blow up and change how, how teachers teach. Um, you know, it, it, it will allow more of that, that in-person instruction with you know, without being truly in person, possibly, you know, students with headsets at home or, um, you know, and teachers teaching from their homes as well, but still being able to gather as a class. Um, there's so many different possibilities and the technology is improving and changing and is, is a part of that, that, that change and really affecting, um, you know, how, how quickly um, the, the, platforms are, are, are being used and, and just, you know, you guys coming out with your new classroom uh, is, is really something that no one's ever thought of. Uh, so I think it's just a really neat uncharted territory that more people are going to get involved in as it becomes uh, readily available uh, and it gains more traction. Mel, what are, you, what are your thoughts on integrating VR slash AR into the classroom? I think exactly what Gretchen said, you know, it's, it's all about providing those experiences for kids that, you know, they wouldn't otherwise have being able to go somewhere that they've never been to be able to, you know, I, I think about ecology and being able to be immersed in a rainforest when you've never been in a rainforest before and being able to interact with animals around you and things like that, you know, being able to go inside a cell when, you know, cells are so difficult to understand because they're so small you know, being able to, to get inside that and see how they function, see the processes that are occurring, you know, that's a, a really neat aspect of VR. I don't think anything replaces 
hands-on, like being in person teaching at all. Um, but I think that this is a great alternative for, you know, as Gretchen mentioned, what's happening in the world right now. You know, we, we can't be together. We can't be with our students. Um, and this is a, is a great opportunity to, to kind of meet in the middle with that. Yeah, we like to think of it as, as a great supplement, whether students are learning remotely or whether they're learning in the classroom. So, for example, um, you know, let's say that your school does not have a Mandarin teacher or a German teacher, or let's say that uh, your school ha doesn't have a particular AP class. You know, a student can find this uh, supplemental education through augmented reality or virtual reality. Now, the, the thing that I want to, to explain, to stop and explain real quick, is that we are transitioning from this world of individual simulator VR to a world of collaborative group VR. And so to help explain that, if you think in terms of a flight simulator, so none of us want to get on a flight where the pilot has not successfully completed their simulator training, right? right. We want them to have gone to class, done simulation training, and then actually flown a plane a few times. Uh, so, so in, in that instance, that's an individual simulator. The pilot gets into their virtual reality simulator and they fly and they land and do those sorts of things. So what we have moved to just this year in 2020 is collaborative group virtual reality, which means that uh, a teacher and students can be in the classroom at the same time and, um, and they can be teaching. And so I want to uh, share my screen and just show an example of, of Wendy Martin, who is a national finalist teacher of the year. Uh, she is teaching anatomy, a science anatomy class. And you're going to see how uh, it can be in some ways superior to an experience in the real class. And then uh, we're gonna talk about the future of this with Mel and Gertie. Wendy, take, it, take away. it away. Hey, thanks, Steve. Um, as he said, my name is Wendy Martin, and for the past 21 years, I've been teaching both high school and college level um, biology and anatomy. If everybody just comes a little closer, you can see in front of us we have a human cadaver. Um, the human body is made up of 11 systems. It has probably nearly 100 organs in it. We're just going to look at one of the organs today. Take your joystick and move it to the left or right, and you can increase or decrease the size of the heart. And one of the coolest things that we can do is not only give each student the ability to handle a human heart and to look at its form and function while I'm discussing it, but we can actually blow it up large enough. You might want to step away from another group because you can blow this heart up so large that you can actually step inside of it, and that's what I want us to do. So it's bigger than you and stick your head in it. And what I want you to see when you step inside of it is I want you to pay attention to the chambers. The two bottom chambers are the ventricles and you can actually see these large finger-like muscles coming off of them. They help control the valves. The two upper chambers that you can see are the atria and those are the receiving chambers. Um, as you move the heart around, you can actually kind of stick your head into the uh, vessels and you can kind of see the direction the blood would be coming or going um, as it moved into a vessel. If you guys could see yourself right now, it looks very uh, interesting to look out and see all of these uh, bodies walking in and out of these life-size hearts. Um, but what we wanted to show you is how 
um, amazing it is that we can offer this ability to give students this very unique opportunity to handle these body organs and to actually transport themselves into the organs, something that we obviously cannot do in a typical classroom setting. Wendy, go ahead and take it away. All right. So yeah, so, so that's our concept is, is that we've built an entire campus, uh, an auditorium, an astronomy center, a science lab, a paleontology center, and we're adding to that the, uh, the starship for, for additional astronomy viewing. And um, we're adding a, a, a theater, a performing arts center. So all of these different classes will be possible to teach inside virtual reality. A, a teacher has a headset on, and then students have a headset on. And, and in addition to that, we can record classes and save them for uh, future endeavors by, uh, by teachers or students. So, um, you know, what we're hoping to do is to create some learning opportunities with Mel and Gertie and to create some lesson plans. What, what are your thoughts about, uh, you know, I know it's early and we haven't pulled it off yet, but what are your thoughts about teaching inside virtual reality, potentially with students from all over the world? Super exciting. We, we have our headsets, we're, we're ready to go. We just need to get moving. It's time. Gertie, what are your thoughts? And it is, it is time for us to, I think it's neat and we're very thankful for the opportunity to be pioneers you know, with you. Um, it's super exciting, uh, the idea of um, being able to teach people that we don't know from across the world that speak different languages and have, have different backgrounds and um, uh, being able to connect uh, and, and, and uh, just really uh, allow this platform to take off with, uh, with others. I think it'll be really neat. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Uh, we, we will, uh, by the start of the school year, September 2020, we'll have uh, Mel and Gertie classes recorded and uh, available on the platform as people begin to uh, begin to explore it and some of the largest technology companies in the world are are looking at what we're doing and are very interested uh, so um, with that I we're not going to take a lot more time our 30 minutes is is basically up but um, let, let me wrap up by asking you one last question you know that the world is changing quickly but science changes slowly uh, what are your thoughts as far as learning either in the classroom remotely where, where do you see learning science in five years let's start with uh gertie and then move to mel and then i'll uh take us out learning science in five years um wow i i still i mean when i when i picture myself going back to the classroom if I were to transport myself into a school and be a teacher again I feel like I would pick up where I left off with Mel like I would still be doing my interactive notebooking and our mini labs and because it's what we've created and our, our passion obviously but then I love the idea of being able to incorporate students using their phones daily with you know your your workbooks and the the ar cards um and being able to have uh, a classroom set of um of headsets and and venturing into places with the students 
uh, and, and, and allowing them those immersive experiences. So I think it's going to be a mishmash of what we've always done because you just can't get away, you just can't get away from the hands-on and for us, you can't get away from paper. Like we're big believers in making little, you know, students making their, their own science notebooks. I think there's something to be said about that instead of everything in Google Classroom and Google Forms and things like that. Um, so I see a little, a little mix of, of both, but I think it's just so exciting that right now we can do these virtual experiences in groups. What does it mean for the next time? Is it gonna mean that you don't need a headset and you can simply transport yourself someplace using some other form of technology with you know holograms and whatever it's really cool we don't know because it just changes so fast so um so yeah i'm excited to see where it takes us awesome mel i i, I don't know how to piggyback off of that i mean gretchen pretty much said everything i was going to say I, I don't think that there's any way to replace pen and paper and and interactive notebooks and and you know the hands-on experiences that you have in the classrooms but i think that you know supplementing with the technology that that we're all creating um is is a great piece to add in uh, i i see it the exact same way that gretchen does it's it's a mishmash of of everything that that we're doing and just kind of learning and growing as as things change and and if someone wants to find out more about mel and gertie do what's your website gettingnerdyscience.com. Gettingnerdyscience.com. Okay. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Or they can go to teacherspayteachers.com and find uh, information about you as well. Sure. Or they can just Google Mel and Gertie like I did. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. And um, we, uh, we look forward to continuing our partnership, the Victory XR Mel and Gertie partnership. It's gonna be exciting. And, and I really think that, you know, my vision is that, you know, most students have access to good teachers, but not all students. And uh, through, the, through the hope of virtual reality, we can make the best teachers in America available to every student that needs a great teacher. And uh, that's, a, that's a promise that, that brings a level of equity in education that we've never seen before. So I'm excited about that. So, All right. Thank you. And uh, we, will, uh, we will talk to you very soon. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having us. Thanks.